We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Back in here for another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by Fanatics and T Public. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're going around the association once again for the bajillionth time. No, not the bajillionth. Only twenty fourth. Like I mean, yeah, a little Kobe, Kobe times. Yeah, Kobe the around the association. Uh, the, the Kobe around the association, if you. Last will. week was was Jordan, LeBron. This week it's Kobe. There you go. And uh, yeah, going around the association, got quite a bit NBA going on. I mean, it's NBA playoffs. They're giving out mm-hmm. awards as well. We want to talk about those things. Uh, had a little incident as well. We got some players showing out as well. Going to mention those. We got some highlights to show you guys for those watching over on YouTube or Twitch uh, instead of listening. Uh, and on the WNBA side, you know, we're around the corner from training camp. Not getting into training camp talk specifically just yet. Mm-hmm. We're 10 days away from it. So we, we'll get it in next time. Uh, but, you know, talking some WNBA, got some storylines within the season to look out for, some important things, some players on the way out the door. Uh, will these teams, will a certain team make the playoffs? You know, st- yeah. a lot of, lot of, lot of potential for storyline in the WNBA this year. And uh, some leaps, which teams are going to make the biggest leap? What team is going to make the biggest drop in the standings this season? I think We're I already know my that. answer. <laughs> Hitting all of that on the WNBA side of things today. And, of course, you know, BJ's best. What's on Drew's mind? You know, that good stuff. With it or quit it at the end. So make sure you stay locked for a jam-packed another edition of Around the Association here on Lowdown. Yeah. That BJ guy, when he's ready, we'll get this it popping. Yeah. Well, Drew, in, in honor of uh, the day that we have happened to be live on, let's blaze it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you spit out your drink. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it indeed. All right. NBA playoffs, BJ. Things have been going on. Round one is in full swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just some drama. Each series now has two full games played. Yep. So we're a couple of games in so far. Half, well, depending on who you think could possibly sweep, halfway through some series and oh, yeah. just getting started some in some <laughs> other places. But uh, there's been some drama early on. Had an incident with uh, Draymond Green and DeMontis Sabonis. There's been video out uh, of the incident. And if you're watching, uh, we want to get your thoughts on this here video between. Sabonis and Draymond Green is playing game one. Let's take another look. Oh my gosh. That is He's going to be ejected for this. That looked purposeful and intentional. Not a good look, Drew. Not a good look. Man, it's 
it's really one of those where you kind of want to keep watching on the angles just to make sure you're you're seeing this right, you know. Yeah. Um, and and you're seeing what you're seeing, you know. I kind of see, uh, I see both ends of the spectrum, but you know, one more so wrong than the other. Uh, you do see a little bit of grab of the ankle of Draymond's, but I mean, you do see an obvious kind of come down stop motion here. And uh, very, very clearly there for Draymond. And, and most recently, it was announced that he was going to be suspended a game uh, for that incident. So yeah. uh, Kings Kings up 2-0 in this series. Um, and, you know, that's one of those factors. And last time Draymond was suspended in the midst of a, a playoff series, that team of his lost that playoff series, and that was the 2016 NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Um do you think it's pretty much all but said and done for the Warriors to get sent home by the Kings now that Draymond's been gone into 2-0 lead for Sacramento? And what are your thoughts on what uh, what went down? So I don't think the Warriors are done. In fact, I'll make the bold claim that I think the Warriors will win game three without Draymond at this point. Uh-huh. I, I think that this, this Warriors team, I don't necessarily believe that they're still going to win the series, but I do believe that they're going to extend it. I, I believe that uh, I think this this is going to go probably a full seven, if I had to be honest. The way that the first two games have been played, there's no doubt in my mind that that there's going to be, you know, especially if you watch out for for uh, Scott Foster. If, if Scott Foster gets oh, sent to to do a, a game in the series, you know that it's it's going to be extended. Uh, <laughs> that's at least the conspiracies out there. Uh, all kidding aside, so this is a play that starts out if we're not going to watch it again because i i can't i don't think we can can hold on let me let me try something real quick let's take another look. so i can talk over this it may be a little bit uh a little bit garbled but we can we can talk over these because you can see clay thompson and sabonis kind of get into you know posturing fighting for the rebound everything like that and so that's that's where it all starts. And then when Sabonis gets knocked to the ground, you know, in, in the going for the, the basketball with Clay, he then grabs Draymond's ankle and trying to prevent him from getting down the court, which, I mean, I give credit to Sabonis because it's like, hey, you're not going to try to go on a fast break and, and get points with, you know, on a five on four or, or however many it was going to be at the other end quick because that was late in the game and the Warriors were only down a point. They needed, you know, a, a a quick basket would have given them the lead. So, I mean, I give credit to Sabonis in that instance, but at the same time, if you're Draymond, I, I just, I, I don't know why the stomp had to be because, you know, that's what it's being called. And that's what it looks like. Draymond said uh, after the game that it, he wasn't stomping. He's just got to put his foot down somewhere. I can understand that, but the way that he, is acting in this regard is just not a smart play. And, you know, if it were somebody that was, you know, young in the league, somebody that didn't have a reputation history. In fact, we've got a clip here, uh, Drew. Uh, This is not the first time that Draymond's been, you know, in the middle of some controversy with some, some basketball plays and, and, you know, fouls and everything like that. This, this, this really just goes to show how many times he's tried to get away with something like this? Draymond Green in front of that bench. And then falls into the body of Ariza. I mean, something's got to be called one way or the other. 
and Ariza's legs come down on him, then I'm holding him up. That's a tough one to call either way. As Delavadova in green got tangled up, Delavadova slow to get up. And going back to the monitor now. So offensive foul was the call. And then Green just stepping all over Herb Jones. And then another little swipe. I think what they'll be looking at is right here. All of this. In a normal course of a game, this would be a, a double team. Brown took exception to Green's legs being on him as he fell. I thought he fouled him there. That was an obvious foul. And then just dives on him. That's the right call. Battling. Golden State with the ball down by just one. 16 seconds. Golden State with the ball down by just one. 16 seconds. Monk puts it up. And Curry's got the board. Green gets As he goes out, watch him grab Draymond right there. Now, that right there. So, as you can see, this is not an isolated incident. And you're not, this is the only reason I feel like Drew that Draymond is suspended for game three is because it's a pattern of behavior. If you're, you know, you speed in the, you know, on the highway and you get pulled over the first time you get off with a warning or you, maybe you get a ticket, that's fine. You know, I mean, don't do it again and you're golden. But if you continuously have speeding tickets on your record and, you know, I mean, that's just asking for, you know, someone to pull you over and to take you to prison or revoke your license if you're a driver. So I don't, I don't understand why Draymond reacted the way he did. I understand trying to get back down the court, but I don't understand the, the play in that regard just did not need to be done because you really lost all kinds of momentum. And at that rate, you know, it, you're, talking about a, a tech on Sabonis and, you know, Curry's more likely than not to make that free throw. You're down three and you've got the opportunity to, to, you know, have the basketball back and, you know, really get some momentum that you need on the road where you've struggled all season long and, you know, go back home, even the series at one, give yourselves a home court advantage and possibly get us a chance to go back to Sacramento, you know, with a chance to finish it off in five or at least, get a get a win in six if you know if, if the kings are able to extend it if you play as well at home as you have all year i just it was we talk so much about draymond how smart he is as a basketball player and yet there are so many times that we've seen especially in the playoffs where i don't know if it's just trying to pull one over in it because of he thinks he's going to get away with it it's just dumb yeah and uh joe dumars the nba vp um cited green's history mm -hmm. as part of the reason for the suspension and you kind of figured that was going to be a part of it anyway once you just you know see that we've seen this kind of stuff before as you displayed in a whole you know highlight clip yeah uh, and, and cre doing. credit to, to reddit i found that on 
on a NBA Reddit. Um, it's a Reddit to have yeah. that. So, handy. I mean, somebody somebody took the time and put all that together. I, I want to give credit where credit's due. But, yeah. I mean, that's definitely something to talk about. For sure. So, I mean, he's going to serve his punishment, and we'll see if the, the Warriors can come back. I, I definitely – I think they'll win game three as well, too, though. So, I mean, they're really good at home. They get at least one at home, and I think this is the one that they get just to make the Kings kind of nervous. I mean, you're um, still talking about an experienced team versus a young team, and right. I really do like experience. I mean, Sacramento has has had a, a really heck of a, a great home atmosphere this year. I, I don't know if, if that's something that Golden State just didn't expect. I mean, it was a close game in both games, down to the wire in game one, and then, uh, you know, game two, I think the really the momentum started to change after that play and, and Draymond getting ejected. But yeah. it's it's going to be close. I, I feel like Golden State's got the edge at home in Game Three for sure, and, and maybe even in Game Four with Draymond coming back. But I don't. I, I think they'll be actually probably a little bit more efficient in Game Three than Game Four. If I had to make a guess right now, I think I think we'll be tied up two two by the time they go back to Sacramento. I think. We'll yeah, I think that's up. I think that's a pretty fair pretty fair thing to say. How about the rest of the uh, NBA playoffs, Drew? Though there's been. A lot of uh, a lot of good, interesting series. There's been a couple snoozers that we don't really have yep. to talk about. Looking at you, Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, I, 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 I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. But uh, Minnesota, kind of the same way. They they were at least competitive last night in, in game two, and it really took you know just a phenomenal effort from Jamal Murray, Drew, to Dude. to to get that yeah. win for Denver. Yeah. I love Jamal Murray's game. You know, I've loved it for a while. And he's anytime like it's playoff time, you can count on Jamal Murray for sure. And like that, I, I can say that without a doubt, just watching him over his career in the, in the NBA. And he just, he's, he's proven to be clutch. You know, he's, they said bubble Murray when they, when he started going off last mm-hmm. night, but it's just like, man, I feel like he was built for these moments before, you know, the bubble happened, you know, the bubble just like was able to put it on full display. Cause nobody could go anywhere. Everybody was sitting in their house watching Jamal Murray go yeah. crazy and, and help bring the nuggets back from that three, one deficit. So, I mean, yeah. he's he's just a gamer, pure and simple. And I mean, if you want to just label him as Bubble Murray, I mean, that's fine. But I mean, I don't think it's look, fair to him if you do. Yeah, I don't think so either. Really, I'm just trying to be just trying to be nice. No, uh, I get you. you know, Jamal Murray, though. I mean, you hear about the the stats that have been popping out. He's got more 40 point playoff games than Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, Carmelo Anthony, Oscar Robertson, Carl Malone, Kyrie. Paul Pierce, Reggie Miller, crazy Magic Johnson, Tim Duncan, among others. Just he's got he's a, got more forty point playoff games, Drew, than regular season forty point games. He's he got does. five in the playoffs and four in the regular season. It, it's crazy because he's just like he's just kind of normal. And I mean, not like not to say he's like a normal player and couldn't be like an all star. Not is not all star caliber in the regular season, but he just he really kicks it to another gear when playoffs come on. He's he's one of those guys that you want to have on your team and healthy when playoffs come around. Because I mean, if you need a big shot hit, I mean, he's gonna hit it. I mean, yeah. he, he's that guy that he can get to his spot. And I mean, he's just poised. He knows what he wants to do. He gets, I mean, and they're all tough, bro. It's not yeah. like he's wide open or anything or, you know. He's, he's making good, good looks. He's, or anybody's he's getting him open. I mean, he's, he's getting himself open off the dribble. You know, sometimes he comes off screens and things like that. But, 
you know, he's he's getting himself open and just it's tough buckets. I mean, always they're you know they're contested. It's just it's phenomenal to watch him play in, yeah. in the playoffs because it's just it's another level of Murray. You know, just another switch is flipped when it when it when it's playoff time for Jamal yeah, we'll, Murray. We can watch a little bit of his forty point outing from last oh, night yeah. if you'd like Look to. At I, this. Look I, at I was gonna say he's got this. This is a bit of a long clip, but we'll we, we can stop it at, at any time. Yeah, you like. just check some of it out. One of the stars, a Denver team that had the second best home record in the NBA this season, with Memphis the only team better, and have the task of guarding Jokic. Jokic was overplayed, so they reset to Murray. Shot clock at ten. Murray thought about it. He'll fire. Splash. Edwards unable to finish at the rim. Thought he was fouled. Nuggets want to push. Gordon. I tell you, on that, it looked like a short field flip. Minnesota getting a little sloppy with it. Murray wants to push into the corner. This is Brown. And he's fouled. All those games that Cat missed, 52 games with the calf injury. They just haven't played a ton of basketball together. As Murray comes up with the interception. How good has Murray been here at the start? That's a little bit more. As Edwards... Can't put it down in tight. Murray on the launch. Splash! And Spiro, it feels like Jamal Murray in the bubble three years ago. How he has... Yeah, we love Michael Malone. One of our favorites. He's got that feistiness. Got right into his team. Look at Jokic. Responding well out of that last timeout. Two buckets. One inside, one from three. There's Murray on a fade. Unbelievable. With one second on the shot clock. Still. All right, Monty, thank you very much. Jokic working quickly. Dunks. So that's that's just a look at kind of what he was on last night. I mean, it was yeah. a phenomenal effort. By the way, I love NBA conspiracy theories, and Warriors Twitter has some of the wildest. So uh, the lead decision maker... Uh, the one that announced the uh, suspension of Draymond Green, his name is Joe DeMars. Uh, he was uh, recently in the Sacramento Kings front office as of September of 2020. So uh, I don't know. Take of that what you will, Drew. Uh, just <laughs> just a little bit interesting as to what what Warriors Twitter is kind of thinking on the. Some the extra matter. incentive to go ahead and pull the game yeah, one may- plug. Maybe. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, looking around, we'll talk about some of the other series here real quick, Drew. Uh, the Clippers, I really thought they had no chance against the Suns, but I, I, if it weren't for Devin Booker in 38 points the other night, this this would be 2-0 Clippers going back to L.A. and uh, you know possibly short work for, for my champs that I had going into this whole, whole darn thing. So uh, that's been a pretty fun one to watch. I feel like you can count on this to go six just because, you know, the Sun or the Clippers without Kawhi were able to take the old Suns before KD to six games. And you, mm-hmm. didn't, you didn't think it was going to even go that far with just Paul George. And, yeah. you know, now a fully healthy Kawhi, who's really kind of in rhythm towards the end of the season and really looking, you know, in pure form right now in the mm-hmm. playoffs is, is going to be a handful. I mean, you're not going to yeah. be able to really stop him and he's going to be out there stopping you too. So, I think this is going to be one where, you know, Clips will be able to get one 
uh, at home and things will keep splitting for a little bit, but maybe, you know, at the end, you know, KD and them start to heat up and then maybe take back to back to finish off a series in six. But yeah, I think it's going to start off pretty feisty until, until somebody figures something out. I don't, I still don't think, you know, PG comes back in the series, but you know, Kawhi can do all he can to, to push this thing to six. If it went seven, that would be crazy. If, if they didn't, if, yeah, if they had Paul George, I think this would go seven, or I think the Clippers would win before seven. And if it goes seven, that means Russell's still playing really good for the Clippers because he's yeah. he's been solid in these first two Absolutely. outings. Absolutely. Even though the shots weren't falling in the first game, he did everything else and made the, the, big the shots. Game. The shots weren't falling for his teammates in the second game. That's about the only thing, and that and, and Devin Booker really uh, going off for thirty-eight in game two. That's really saved the bacon for the Suns. Yeah. Um, Looking at the East real quick, because we've got one other thing we want to talk about with this Western Conference here. But before that, um, Milwaukee didn't have Giannis in after losing him in game one. But the that series is evened up because Milwaukee just went in dry in game two. Uh, that was just a, a brutal takedown. Um, and no no Tyler Hero for the Heat. But you really feel like the, the Bucks can still win the series even without Giannis. Yeah, as long as Chris Middleton stays healthy, it can stay out there and help Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maintain. Jo- Joe shield. Ingles too. Yeah, Joe Ingles. I mean, yeah, he'll he'll be a factor. I mean, I'm, but he, I mean, just like night in, night out, your main contributors. Yeah. Um. So I mean, just to kind of man things, because I mean, if you lose Chris, because he's had injuries throughout the course of the season, you know, kind of lingering one from last year, and you know, another one that bugged him this year. So as long as he stays yeah. out there, I mean, he can. You know, help them have a chance along with everybody else. But uh, I still think the Bucks will be able to win this series without Giannis. Um, no, no doubt. Knicks for sure. No doubt. Um, Knicks Cavaliers is, is even at one a piece as well. Kind of expect what we expected really from that series. That's going to be another one that we're keeping our eye on. And you know, love to see what Jalen Brunson is doing. Wish he was still here. I will say, don't be surprised if you see some more Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell turmoil in the playoffs. It just seems like he has bad luck and, you know, hasn't done too well early on in his career with these playoff outings. You know, will the streak break and, you know, he finally get past the bad luck because, you know, blowing the 3-1 lead, losing to the Mavs last year. I was just about to say, so, Brunson beat, beat Mitchell in six last year. Yeah, so... so I mean, who knows? And and the Knicks are pretty good. I mean, once they you know can put things together, they they're pretty formidable. So, I think this thing goes seven. But I mean, it would be truly heartbreaking for Mitchell to have that stuff happen again and lose first round. Speaking of former Mavericks, another one. Well, actually, another two. The last time uh, that the uh, that Spencer Dinwiddie trailed two zero in a series was last year against the Suns. We all remember how that one ended. Do oh. the Nets even have? that same kind of a chance against the Sixers or is it just kind of wistful thinking for, for uh, Dodo and, and DFS? I don't know. I think it's just kind of wishful thinking. I think they're kind of overpowered. I mean, it just depends on how things get put together and how, how, uh, how the adjustments happen once they come back home. I mean, if they take two at home somehow, then I mean, I don't know then. I'd then be it's confused. anybody's game. Yeah. I'd be mad confused, but uh, I think they'll get handled you know, and, you know, maybe, you know, get one in, but, you know, they're really not kind of matched the, up for the what gentleman the sweep. Have. Yeah. A little gentleman sweep action there, but yeah, they're not built for the type of comeback that the Mavs were able to do last year. Not these nets are not. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, that takes us to our final kind of game series that we're talking about here 
in uh, in the first round. We got a couple other things that we'll talk about here for sure. I know we're running a little long on this segment, but the Lakers Grizzlies has been very competitive and and just kind of what we expected from the first two games of the series. The Lakers go into Memphis, steal game one. Looked like they really could have gone up 2-0 at times in, in game two, but uh, Memphis without John ja Morant had a, a heck of a response. And, you know, there was a lot of chirpiness between Dylan Brooks and LeBron James, Drew. I, I know we, we talked about this off air, but, uh, you know, Dylan Brooks had some, some uh, fine things to say, or, well, maybe not fine things, but choice things to say about uh, LeBron James. You want to hear him? Let's do it. Was, uh, you know, and when they started making a run. There are some people, Lakers are making that run. They get it to 14. You and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what, what were you thinking? I don't care. He's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, he should have been saying that earlier on. Um, but, you know, I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. Um, so um, I pride myself on, you know, what I do is defense and taking on any challenge that's on the board. He made quite a lot of comments about, you know, things in, in that interview and some others. He had like three or four quotes, it felt like. Uh, from that from that interview alone, he was saying a lot of wild. It seems like every time you encounter encounter one thing, and you come back one second later, you see another quote from Dylan Brooks over here. Dylan Brooks had all types of things to say, and we'll just uh, see what type of response we get from LeBron James here. Um, you know, I, I was saying on Twitter, you know, you can expect a LeBron 50 piece incoming now. Uh, you know, you expect LeBron to respond in some type of way. They're coming back home. Uh, you know, you don't often get too much chirping towards LeBron like this. And, you know, in the past, you know, he's taking care of the people who have, who have kind of chirped at him and, you know, put, put their team away, uh, essentially in the playoffs in years past, you know, we, the, the Deshaun, Deshaun Stevenson and the Wizards of the world with Gilbert Arenas uh, and teams like that back in those days. Um, so plenty of times that it's happened. The Raptors, you know, encountering LeBron time and time again. They're trying to chatter. Um, but, you know, just this time Dylan Brooks is doing a whole lot and he just hasn't done a whole lot himself. But, you know, Brooks is going to be Brooks and that's just the way that goes um but you know expect some type of response from lebron as far as you know giving him 40 or 50 or 60 i mean historic performance in brown from lebron james likely coming uh to uh to this next game so we'll see we'll see how things go but i'm gonna bounce into uh defensive player of the year and coach of the year awards that have come through we've had some technical difficulties here as the storms come in it looks like bj has lost power at his location so we'll see about what we can do if we can get him back on or not hopefully we don't hopefully we don't encounter too much trouble with that and there he is Hi, back in the mix this is a first for me so 
normally we've done the show and, and afternoon showers have come in and we've been fine. This is the first time that I've uh, I had the power go flash off and well, there with that goes the Wi-Fi. So I had to, when that came back on, we, uh, we were in good shape. And so I'm back. Well, welcome back, Mr. BJ. We got <laughs> some you. breaking news. Breaking that, news. Huh? That Kawhi Leonard is out for game three. Oh, wow. Kawhi Leonard out for game three. Well, Scott Foster yeah. did his job as helping the Suns extend the series. Now the Suns are going, I think, going to still capitalize and, and take advantage of, of no Kawhi Leonard on the, even on oh, the road. They'll win this sure. one. Maybe do you do you think the Clippers are just kind of packing it in now so you don't use too much Kawhi because you I, know you're not getting Paul George back. You saw I, what I don't know the Suns why are capable you, of. I don't know why you would, because if they were gonna pack it in and try to play the matchups and the seeding and everything like that, they would have done so back at the end of the regular season so they didn't end up in this spot against the Suns. And if they're not though, BJ Shouldn't they now? Because they'll be down two one. There's no way they come back against this team. Suns will Suns will have the momentum and win game three now with no Kawhi because they won't have anybody to even remotely challenge KD or even do a whole lot out there. Like I mean, <laughs> it's it, Russell Westbrook and friends out there <laughs> trying to make things happen for the Clippers in game three. And you know I just don't yeah. see them putting up any bit of a fight here. And even if Kawhi comes back, depending on why he's out, which I just saw this, you know, I saw it on the uh, underdog app pop up. So I didn't, it didn't have any specifications. You know, I have to mm-hmm. check with, with woes or shams to see. I've got reasoning uh, up here. Let's see if he's sent anything. Oh, uh, okay. Whoa. He quoted somebody. He said, Kawhi has been ruled out tonight with a right knee sprain, according to a source just coming from Om yeah. young music. Yeah, Leonard aggravated knee in game one, played through it in game two, is expected to be day-to-day ahead of game four Saturday. Source tells ESPN injury is not related to previous ACL injury. Oh, so, that's good and bad. Yeah. Good I, it's I, not the same knee, but it's also bad that it's another injury. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so kind of, I didn't want to didn't want to divulge anyway. Uh, get too far off when I when I left, but that was I, I, Dylan Brooks, you know, what – what more does LeBron have to do? LeBron in this series, Drew, has shot 12 of 19 from the floor when his primary defender has been Dylan Brooks, according to NBA.com's tracking data. I mean, you know, yeah, you might not respect him, but he's not respecting you, and he's taking, you know, he's taking it to the cleaners when he's taking shots against you. So I think far. one of the last people you want to piss off is one of the yeah. goats of the game. Yeah, that's like you're not going to go talk cash to KD because he'll just rise up and give you a quick 30 and a half if he wants to. Same thing for like a Steph Curry or a Luka Doncic. You know, they're just going to give you that work immediately. So that's probably that's what I'm expecting in the response from Braun. Yeah, I don't think LeBron's really even going to justify talking about it more. I mean, he I think he talked a little bit about the chirpiness. But other than that, I mean, it's 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 just chirp. And I mean, by the time we get to game five, I wonder if this will even be remembered other than just because it's like, oh, who cares? He's old or something like that. You know, or how much will play. he be talking if it's like a 3-1 Laker lead? Yeah, that's that's another good point. I mean, if, if LeBron comes and, and keeps shooting the way he has been here in the, the first two games when Brooks is on him, they're going to take Brooks off of him. And uh, then 
you got to find figure out the the other mismatches and whatnot. I mean, this is, you know, I, I felt pretty confident when uh, before the the postseason started. I, I thought that it was going to be Suns Lakers in the Western Finals, and I mean, I'm as long as they can survive Memphis it, the way if if they get the Kings, they're they're going to be in the Western Conference Finals. No, not yeah. meaning trying to be mean to the Kings. It's just the way that the Lakers have been defensively since the all-star break attacking the paint the kings yep. just are not ready for that i don't want to get too far looking ahead though yeah um i did hash through uh, a couple of things or was i was making my way to it uh defensive player of the year mm-hmm. coach of the year awards um yeah. coach of the year first unanimous coach of the I, year that, that surprised me i mean it not who won it but the the fact that no one no coach had ever won it unanimously before well, I would say I was surprised by it. I mean, I was a little bit still, but not as much as I would think I would have been. Just because, like, the first unanimous MVP was just eight years ago in 2015 yeah. with Curry. And, you, you know, surprised it didn't happen to a LeBron James at any point before that and with any of his four MVPs. Yeah, that's true. It happened true. on Steph's first. Um, so, you know, the coach of the year, it was a little bit surprising, though, that nobody's been unanimous before that Pop never mm-hmm. got a unanimous. Yeah. Phil Jackson mm-hmm. in either Jordan or Laker era didn't get a unanimous. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty kind of pretty surprising. Kerr, Kerr when they, they went 73 and 9, yeah. I mean, that, that felt like nobody else was going to win it that year. I think that might have been like the closest one, or Kerr was like, 99 percent or something like all but one vote i think it's come close like a bunch of times but never unanimous but yeah mike brown well deserving Mm -hmm. uh, of coach of the year you know had a long journey man started you know he's he's been with the spurs and coach pop he's been with lebron james when he was an mvp he's been with the warriors when they were winning you know and you know now with the kings i think he had another stop to it i'm missing it um but you know, just a long journey, and he's uh, been coaching a lot of stars along the way. And got he got coach of the year back when he was coaching Cleveland. I will, mm-hmm. uh, I believe as well too. Yeah. So, I mean, Mike, that's just the story of kind of longevity, just continuing to get good at your craft as as years go on. Because I mean, he's he's bounced from head coach to assistant coach. You know, uh, you know, it's been a back and forth thing for him over the years, just trying to get back into the proper landing spot for him. And he's really killing it out there in Sacramento and they've got a nice bright little future. They're going to be a feisty team um, versus the Lakers. I mean, you say you think the Lakers see the, the conference finals that they face the Kings. I think they still see, I think they see a tough matchup. I mean, it would be, be a nice handful uh, for the entire series, probably for, for the the Lakers. And I see, I could see that going seven. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And that, I mean, the, the longer that it takes the Lakers, if they are to make the conference finals, the better off whoever ends up being, whether it's Phoenix at this rate. I mean, if, if unless the Clippers can figure out a way to come back, if they would, it's most is certainly losing game three. And then, you know, ha- however they respond back in the series, whether it's the Clippers, the the Suns or the, the Nuggets in the conference finals, if they play the Lakers, they want this, they want this Memphis series to go seven. They want that Kings or Warrior series to go seven. They, they want an exhausted Lakers team because, I mean, they they're, Lakers have been one of, if not the best teams since the All-Star break, especially defensively. But, I mean, how many aging players they have on that roster? You know, you want them to be worn down from already having 
two long, grueling stretches of, of series before they start that conference finals next month. Right. And uh, last but not least, on the NBA side, defensive player of the year is Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, this uh, one d- didn't surprise me. I, I think he was most deserving. There were arguments for uh, players such as Evan Mobley, uh, Brooke Lopez, obviously getting some love. But, I mean, I, I think uh, J- Triple J was was – no doubt, I think the the favorite for most of the season to to win the defensive player of the year. I think he's absolutely deserving. By the way, you did say uh, Mike Brown won it. Uh, this is now his second time. Right, uh, he won it back in 08-09, In fact, right, uh, I believe that was LeBron's first MVP season. Yes, yeah, LeBron won, and then uh, and and he uh, and he was coach of the year that year. So. Yeah, and uh, apparently, as I'm as I'm. Popping back into Twitter here, Tony Brothers is going to be on the call for Game Three of Net Sixers. Brothers was suspended again by the NBA for a November Fourth incident regarding Dinwiddie, and you know, there's we had to deal with Dinwiddie uh, and the issue with him and Brothers in the playoffs. That's last right. Year too, so yeah, we'll see right. how that Interesting. goes. Interesting. That's going to be something to keep an eye on. It's it's been fun playoff stretch here the first couple weeks. I will say oh, yeah. well, first week I should say because it's only been a week. It, it's oh, felt yeah. to me at least it's felt like a couple <laughs> weeks, but it, it's it's uh it's only been a week. And now top for PJ's best. Well, thank you, Drew, and and part of the reason why it has felt so long to me the past couple of days and and going back over a week now, um, I recently had a stretch I, I obviously we talk about our broadcasting here on this podcast from time to time and um well drew i'm i have you know been in in baseball season now for almost six full weeks and uh, you know last week for the first time maybe ever i had a stretch where i was doing three games in four days four games in six days i had a, a tuesday a friday a saturday and a monday um for, for so because of testing they moved what normally would be a tuesday game up a night to monday night so that you know the uh, obviously the student athletes would have you know as much time to rest and and study and, and prepare for for the uh, the star exam that they were having on wednesday but um that's not part of bj's best but it, it does lead into that uh you know drew you and I have had some some pretty cool opportunities uh, in our careers. This this as we, you know, uh, we're both now here in our late twenties, which just doesn't feel right to say. But <laughs> you're muted. But I understand. Oh, sure you're we, aging me here. I, well, yeah, well, hey, uh, we're yeah, bo- yeah. we're both. We I have to age us both. We have to yeah. both. If we're both in this train, we both ought to ought to ride along. But. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, so you and I have had some some really cool opportunities in the, the past few years as part of our careers. Uh, obviously, you know, taking in several bowl games together, a couple of national championships, the FCS, the Division Two. You got to go up there in 2017 when when AM Commerce won the, the national championship. Um, you got to meet T.O. I mean, holy cow, dude, you know, and and obviously, you know, until until Saturday, you had served as a uh you know you were a reporter for an event at the uh, well actually you covered a ranger game as a reporter up in the press box and everything so you, that. was that kind of the coolest thing you've done if you had to guess oh the coolest thing that i've done so far like or like you know in terms of like in the sports field 
what what would you think or i mean i didn't even mention i mean you've been a correspondent at nba playoff games obviously last year when the mavericks were in the playoffs you were up there in the press box uh, i know that completely slipped my mind i'm just going to blame it on being sleep deprived this week but uh i would probably say being involved in the WNBA playoffs, honestly, mm-hmm. because, you know, they had Wings had their first home playoff game yeah. last year. And, you know, I don't have the same access with the Mavs and mm-hmm. probably won't that I have with the Wings. Uh, you know, Mavs are more, I mean, they've been here for longer, more buttoned up and all that. Got to have yeah. a tier one to do certain things. Um, but yeah, no, I was, you know, in there in that, in that press conference room and everything. And it was set up for the playoffs. As you see, if you're, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, my profile picture is still my picture at the, the podium, uh, up there. So I think that was one of the cooler moments, just kind of, kind of being there in, in the playoff atmosphere. You know, I was already on a, a feel good from, from the Mavs before, as you mentioned, getting to sit up there in the box for that and feel the vibes in the AAC. And it was good vibes in the college park center as well. Um, but I, I don't know if I could say that's the number one, cause there's so many and it's just so hard to rank things right now. Cause I've like, you, like you mentioned some things I've done, a, done a lot, but you know, that definitely yeah. sticks out for me. The well, I mean, I, I only ask that because, you know, I mean, for both of us, we, we, you know, we got to see games at the legendary cotton bowl stadium. I've been, I did uh, back like before I even started uh, at commerce before we even met as part of uh, one of the other things that I've done, I was public address announcer for, for high school band where in, in uh, where I, I went to high school, uh, obviously you have experience with that. And we played a game at AT&T stadium. So I can always say that my voice rang out from AT&T stadium in, in Arlington. Um, and, and so, you know, getting to see the winter classic was really cool, but that was as a fan, you know, these outside of, you know, Cowboy stadium, I really had not, you know, gotten to do something really cool in a professional working sense until Saturday. I'm going to show you my view Saturday morning at Globe Life Field in Arlington, where I did a baseball broadcast. It's the first time that I've ever done, you know, I've, I've been to several events there, uh, several games over the years um, for, for the Rangers, for college baseball now. And now I've seen and called high school game on the very same field that the Texas Rangers play. And what a gorgeous day it was for, for baseball on Saturday. Um, The team I was covering for did not win the game, but that doesn't sway me in any bit because I mean, you can see here the, this is uh, this is where we were set up in one of those on field suites. Uh, And I'm wearing, if I, I can't zoom in, I don't think on here, but uh, I'm wearing my Jackie Robinson shirt because Saturday was was Jackie Robinson Day. Uh, and one of the, the coolest things that they told me uh, when when we got there and, and we're setting up in that suite is that the Rangers Park, those on-field suites are exactly 42 feet from the batter's box. So you are closer in those on-field suites to the batter than the pitcher is. And 42, obviously, is the number that Jackie Robinson wore and, and is retired all across major league baseball. I mean, it, it was just one of the coolest things I've ever done. Um, and, and I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to do so. This is actually, you know, the third year in a row that the team that I, I cover has played a game there, but the first two years we weren't asked 
to do a broadcast for for that game uh, at Globe Life Field. It happened to work out in the schedule this year, and I and they we had we were asked, and we're like, of course, why would we not want to do this? So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, I would have I would have done it for free, Drew, but don't tell them that. I don't, <laughs> I don't want them to take that off of the pay stuff. No, I, in all seriousness, though, it it was it was a blast. I I wish that the outcome had been you know two more runs for for our guys and and or one less run for their guys and and one more for ours but i mean i i can't control any of that and it doesn't take away from the cool experience that i had and drew i'm, I'm not going to be broadcasting but i'll be back at global i field this weekend uh just check out those rangers city connect uniforms which are uh, i think you can find them over with our friends at fanatics drew. Mm, our friends at fanatics mm-hmm We've got a lot of friends that do a lot of merch sales, like T Public as well. Our friends at T Public always have some stuff going on, but there's no sale just yet, ladies and gentlemen. But that is a okay because there's still merch there that you can go and acquire. Uh, time to update that wardrobe for the summer, though, because the weather's getting warmer once this once this rain stops. Because we did say it was raining today. Uh, <laughs> get you some tank tops. Get ready to get ready for the summer. Uh, we got baseball tees as well as well as your regular T-shirts like BJ got on right there. The lowdown merch right there from T Public. Uh, T-shirts and tank tops from the store uh, can help get you prepared for the summer so get get over there and get hooked up already get that in early so you can be repping low down by the time the sun is out there bright and shining and it gets a bit warm so get linked up with the lowdown over at t public and use our link in the description to go make your purchase today and bj uh, mentioned fanatics i would like to get some of those rangers jerseys maybe put a yeah. custom maybe get the lowdown on the back of one of these or or uh, uncle drew maybe both that Ooh, sounds I like that. that. You can right. do custom jerseys over at Fanatics. Uh, yeah, you can. You got a lot of options if you're looking at Fanatics, Drew. I mean, NBA and NHL playoffs are underway, as we've talked about. Only one place that I would go to get my playoff merch, and, of course, that would be our friends at Fanatics. Those Rangers are looking good to start the season. Winners of four in a row, five of their last six. They won a series in Houston, Drew, for the first time in five stinking seasons. My goodness, can you believe that? Take that, um, Astros. Yeah, they got their Astros kicked, I'll tell you that, ah! on Sunday night. Aha! No, in all seriousness, though, those Rangers City Connect uniforms that dropped earlier this week, you can, I believe you can uh, go get them over Fanatics. I'm, I'm going to double check. I'm on Fanatics right now, Drew. I'm looking, and I see that they've got some Mother's Day items in stock already. Get that coming up here in a few weeks. I don't see... The uh, the new City Connect, those might be uh, Nike only, at least for the time being. But I know they've got Nike products on Fanatics, so that should not be an issue. At any rate, whether you're looking for some Rangers gear because they're looking good to start the season, you know, hey, Drew, in a week from week from tonight, the NFL draft gets underway with the first round. Jeez. You can, I know, you can get the official hats that all of the draft prospects are going to be rocking on next thursday night uh, hashtag better with bihan hashtag draft bihan yeah you want bijan bijan robinson i i mean if, if he's still available i wouldn't be upset with that pick for the dallas cowboys i just don't have a a, a feeling that he's going to be available uh, 
but hey, crazier things have happened, Drew. We'll we'll see how yeah. how that all plays out. Um, but again, you know, playoff merch is available. Rocking with the Lake Show over Memphis. Maybe you're repping those Boston Celtics who are, you know, still the. Uh, I guess they're now tied with the the Lakers for most championships all time. Yeah. Uh, but both both are looking really good uh, in their the Lakers quest to. Them. Yeah, I, 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 anyway, whether you're looking for that, the Bruins are doing well. The Stars came back and got a Rupee Hens hat trick last night against the Wild. If you want any kind of playoff merch, the place to go is Fanatics. It's the only place you can find officially licensed merchandise. It's fanatics.com. That is officially licensed everything. They don't have a sale going on right now, Drew, but I imagine that will change over the weekend. So be checking back to see what kind of savings you can get over fanatics and drew as we find out each week once and for all what happens to be on your mind at that given time hmm well beach this week what's on drew's mind it was gonna be one thing but i decided to shift and go the other way because i made a twitter poll about it and i'm gonna do this now and that's binge watching Binge-watching TV shows. Recently made a poll on Twitter of what uh, Twitter thought I should re rewatch or binge, I should say, of the shows. of mm-hmm. I had four shows listed. House of the Dragon, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, and Ozark. And mm-hmm. Breaking Bad won with, with over 50% of votes. Wow. And uh, I'm going to rewatch Breaking Bad for the first time ever. Wow. Um, this is your first ever Breaking Bad rewatch? First ever. Can wow. you, that's, what, that's literally the thought that was going through my mind just then. Like, it is my first ever rewatch on Breaking Bad. And that is surprising, you know, considering I watched it, you know, years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't I didn't watch it when it came out. It was already on Netflix. I, I yeah. was late to the party. Same um, here. Same here. No, no worries there, Drew. <laughs> but, like, I've rewatched Game of Thrones five times, as, as you know. Like, too yeah. many. Like, that's going to have to wait until at least next year to be watched again for me. Yeah. So, um, you know. With what's on Drew's mind today is like it's it's binge watching in general. BJ, what shows do you know that in the past you have been sucked in and binge watched? Like legitimately, you didn't do most anything else that day but binge watch that show. Well, you know, it's been a while. I'm I was trying to think back when you asked that on what the last show I legitimately binge watched was. Well, while um, you think, I'll give you mine. Okay. Yeah, go so, ahead. For me, one is definitely Game of Thrones. Obviously, mm-hmm. I was immersed in that. I soaked into the couch and watched that for two weeks. I think it was only six seasons in at the time, but I finished six seasons, ten episodes in about two weeks. So wow. I was, and they're hour long. Yeah. So I was in there on that thing. Yeah. Um, another show, but it's not one of the like you know big noteworthy name ones that everybody just pops around. You know, the Breaking Bad's and all that. It's person of interest. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Have you seen it? I've seen a few. I don't think I ever watched it all the way in its entirety, and and certainly haven't binge watched it. But but I I remember good things about it, and meant to you know take more time to watch it all. You know, I was not expecting to be as immersed into it as I was once I got going because I was like. Cause I was like, oh, this this type of show, and Taraji P. Henson's in it. I'm definitely gonna check this out. 
and then you know it starts off all right and then i'm like okay this is kind of interesting and it's just like because it, it became to where i'm like oh so this is going to be brand new every episode type thing like it's a whole different like you don't know which way he's going so mm-hmm. it was just one of those that had me locked into the couch and watching for a while and it, it had a lot of episodes in it too and a, yeah. a decent amount of seasons and it got more interesting and stuff uh, kept going along, new wrinkles and all that. So that's another one of those shows. I, um, I think I think the last one that I may have binged watched, and again, I mean, this is this this one. I mean, there's been a, I think I can think of a couple over the past decade or so. So I'm, okay. I'm just gonna I'm not gonna give you all of them, but I mean, I, I think the last one that I watched, like a binge watch a session, was House of Cards. I got hooked into that and, and yeah. watched like, like so many in in like the span. Like see, when season three or season four dropped, one of those two, uh, it was like the whole day just kind of like went by while I was watching that season. I was like, wait, what? What? How did it that so, happen? It is so interesting that you mentioned that, BJ, because we talked about this on Lions After Dark. That's right. Back when it happened, because right. back when the Kevin Spacey thing happened, mm-hmm. you were so distraught that it was happening and he wouldn't be back in the House of Cards. Yeah. And like the next season, I don't think uh, was the same compared to it, everything. It definitely went. was not. I, I watched that one and how I've come to view it, and, and this is my official headcanon, it doesn't have to be anybody else's, but it helps if, if you're kind of you know, like trying to make it make sense to you with all the take taking out what Kevin Spacey did and, and everything like that. I look at it as the last episode that he's in and at the end, and, and this may be spoiler warning, so I'm not going to try to go too in depth, but in the last episode that Kevin Spacey's in, uh, Claire looks into the camera at the end of that episode and says my turn or something because she's taken over the presidency instead in place of Kevin Spacey um, at, at the end of that season. And, and it was her turn. So I look at that as the official end of the series is her saying my turn. And then it gets to black and that's the end of the show. The last season I look at as a one and done spinoff. They didn't like however many episodes of that, uh, as a spinoff with, you know, bringing back some of the characters, but obviously not Kevin Spacey, adding some new characters and then thinking, well, they tried to do a spinoff. It didn't quite work. So when you watch it back, you can watch those first however many seasons that Kevin Spacey was in that really made the show good. And, and not to say that this, the last season wasn't good. It just wasn't as good, especially to me. And so that's how I kind of looked at it. Um but the, the, that was the last one that really got, kind of got me drawn in. I've, I, at times I've had, you know, like 24 binge watching sessions, Kiefer Sutherland as, as Jack Bauer. That one got me hooked for quite a while there. Um, and then, I, you know, Designated Survivor. That was a great show uh, that I got I got hooked into uh, for a binge watching session. But the ultimate, the first time I really remember binge watching a show, I had gone on a clip of watching two episodes a night. And, you know, I figured I would take a month to watch it because, I mean, if I'm limiting myself to just two a night, there were 62 episodes. That's 31 days. That's a month. I get to the last half season, the last eight episodes of Breaking Bad, and wouldn't you be darned if I didn't watch them all in one sitting? They were that good. It was so good. That many back to back that I just I couldn't I, I was like I was like, I have to stop. But I'm like, I can't stop now. 
So. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, those two shows that did, they just get better by the season. It feels Absolutely. like, and then they yeah. just cap off so perfectly. Absolutely, um, yeah. And, and Better I, Call I mean, Saul's another one that's you know sucked me into the chair and got to watching. I I have not know. done a Better Call Saul rewatch. That may be something. I haven't at rewatched some point. either. But they're yeah. all all seasons are on Netflix now as of That's right. this yeah. past Friday. I um uh, I I've gotten I started a rewatch and then kind of got busy. I haven't gotten back to it. I got into the third season of, of Breaking Bad in my rewatch. And once I find some more time and, and you know life settles down a little bit, maybe I'll get back to that. But I think I started that late last year, uh, after Better Call Saul ended. I, I meant to 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 get back and, and finish watching that again, but you know how stuff goes sometimes yeah and the uh one of the other ones that sticks out for me this is probably my last one just because um you know it's just one of those that i immediately latched on to when it mm-hmm. when i started watching it and that's walking dead because we yeah. know how good those early days were and they're still kind of regarded as the the better seasons of the entire series so yeah it's definitely, that makes sense one of those that had me locked in those prison series and everything. It was also good early on. So it was now, one of those. Would you, let me ask you this before we move on. Would okay. you consider like something like a comedy, something that can be binge watched? I mean, I, I, I think of it well, more as like, if, if you fall behind, like you can watch they're they're usually shorter and, and easier to binge watch, but I don't necessarily consider that, that to be a binge watch. I just consider that to be, you know, like, because I feel like in order to really have like a binge watch, it's got to be a drama or like lengthier episodes, really, where you yeah. really are sitting on the couch for a long time. Unless you're watching like a full season of Friends in one sitting where you're going to be there for like 12 hours. Essentially. I feel like you either got to have a bunch of uh, bunch of seasons or a bunch of episodes or both. Yeah. To, to be like be put in the binge watching category yeah like, so like friends was like 10 seasons 200 plus episodes seinfeld's nine and 200 plus frazier's 11 right. and, and over 200 like yeah game of thrones Big Bang eight Theory. seasons mm-hmm. breaking bad at least five seasons and they yeah. were like what 13 14 episodes a season yeah i'd um, i think the first season uh but even then those are hour that's an hour-long show yeah. so you're gonna already be looking at sitting there watching episodes, you know, for 40 minutes or 40 plus minutes each time right. that you watch. And Better Call Saul, six seasons, hour episodes, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. I mean, they got to be kind of, if they're, if it's, if it's short, if let's just say if The Office was like, I don't know, five seasons and they have those 20 minute mm-hmm. episodes, then, I mean, it could be yeah. considered a binge watch if you watch it all because it's five seasons worth, yeah. but it's, the I, good I don't play, know. The Good Place only did like four episodes and they didn't really, I don't think they were, more than 13 episodes a season but that is really good to watch as well it's just right. a shorter binge right because it just kind of levels out different like a certain amount of se- like so you could have like three seasons and then 20 mm-hmm. se- 20 episodes a season or yeah you know like for peaky blinders is like six seasons or like six episodes but like four seasons or something mm-hmm. like that so and i mean you could binge that still but i mean i feel like you got to have something in bulk to be yeah. able to call it a binge. I think I think you're right. Yeah. I think so too. So not so not like one season. That doesn't kind yeah. of like it. You like did a, binge it because you finished it in probably a day or two. But yeah, that yeah, I think I've done that with a couple of Netflix shows. Like like there was one that had um, uh, oh Kristen Bell. I think she was in a Netflix series that was like a, a spoof of of like like housewife murder or something like that. And that was funny. I watched that in a day. There was a 
the the uh, Paul Rudd like where he's got his, like a clone of himself where there was two of him in that show. I watched that like a day because they were like, you know, like eight episodes and they're like 20 minutes each. Like, of course you're going to watch them all in yeah. one sitting. Like it's, it's yeah. too easy to not like to, to pace yourself for, for a show like that. But for other, other shows, I, I just, I, I really don't think that you could. Yeah. A whole lot of levels to what's binge watching. Yeah, and that may be but, that may be our poll question for for this episode. Yeah, what do you consider binge watching? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's what's on uh, Drew's mind this week. Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna binge watch Breaking Bad, and I intend to start Peaky Blinders here pretty soon. I've heard a lot of complimentary things on that. I've seen some really a couple of good quotes from it, so it makes me interested in checking it out too. Heck yeah, Drew. I mean, I, I'm more than happy once you get caught up to season three. If if you wanna you know like um, oh well I, just because that's where i am already uh okay. to if you want to kind of like watch and, and we can talk about like a different episode we're, we're not going to start a new breaking bad podcast or anything like that i mean after after 10 years of, of it being off the air i think that'd be the wrong time to to start a new podcast about breaking bad but yeah that's what that's what these little mini segments are for so mm-hmm. but all right man well i appreciate that it's good stuff uh, just be careful and don't binge and drive. I, I guess. That's uh, the, yeah, the no. Best. Especially if you got some long road trips or whatever, you'd be tempted to want to want to put a, a a show on or something that you could listen to. But I wouldn't. Yeah, I won't be doing all that. No, and so, all right. Well, that's gonna take us into our WNBA segment, Drew. And obviously, we got some. Um, you know, like you said, we're only uh, what ten days away from the start of training camp and so we're going to talk a little bit about that but you got some breaking news just before the show started of um something that the w has a new media partner for this season oh well yeah i don't have that release up i have it right here um, oh, okay go ahead then you so it, it says that the uh, wnba it's on screen as well drew uh, wnba and scripts partner on a multi-year agreement it's not just this year but a multi-year agreement for friday night spotlight games with ion network so if you're you know looking for your uh psych and bones and criminal minds uh, you know uh binge athons that's going to be preempted on on certain friday nights starting this summer for the wnba with a multi-year agreement during friday nights on uh, ion so uh this is the first um uh, first sports league to enter into an agreement with ion and you know as for for me i obviously i do another show that talks college football and we've talked about the you know validity of ion in negotiating media rights deals that really does with with getting the wnba it feels like this adds some legitimacy to it because now you've got the friday night spotlight game on ion uh during two windows friday nights over 15 weeks from from late may when the season starts may 26th to September the 8th, uh, Friday night schedule and windows are going to be, uh, the details of which games are going to be on those networks are going to be announced at a later date, but all games will be available nationally as well as games made available just on a regional basis. So, um, like locally, there are some like over the air channels that are ion as well, drew, like here in the DFW greater area that we're in, I don't know if you know this, but if you've got like an antenna, that can you know get the digital video signal channel 68 i think something like that 
is actually ion believe it or not oh really yeah so you don't even need a, a cable subscribe subscription but you need to find out for sure which uh like what network in your market would be ion if, if you do have one um so obviously you know there's press release kathy engelbert had uh you know some sayings she said you know thrilled to partner with scripts to expand the league's media horizon, reach basketball fans in greater numbers, access to watch WNBA games is in high demand, and Scripps' dedicated Friday night lineup of WNBA games on ION will become much desired appointment viewing for WNBA fans. So, um, Drew, this is huge. This is big because we've talked about, you know, wanting more availability to get more games out there especially with the uncertainty of, of Bally going forward and, and the regional sports networks that have a lot of these, you know, WNBA games. And if you don't have uh, league pass, you're, you're really going to miss out until ION comes in and says these games are going to be available for you now. Yeah, it's, it's good to have that other avenue for games to be broadcast on, uh, aside from the, the national you know, ESPNs and things like that. So people watching their shows will be like, you know, they'll have another way to be able to uh, to watch the game now. And, you know, maybe it'll entice people to to purchase League Pass once they see this. Like, oh, I didn't know about this. This is over mm-hmm. on Ion now. I'm going to be watching this. It's come on every Friday night. Yeah, It could be a part of people's routine and things like that, just watching uh, WNBA on, on Friday nights when it comes on ION. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you got to try every, you know, a- avenue that you can. And, you know, you already mentioned that ION's trying to, um, you know, kind of be legitimate with what they're doing there business-wise, working with sports teams. Um, so it's definitely a step in the right direction. You know, people watch ION. They're all tight. If you watch the, the you know, crime shows or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to pop up on ION, whether, you know, uh, the weekends are, are are the prime time to put some reruns up for people that aren't doing anything to sit back and watch them. Yeah, some talk about a, like a bingeathon, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So just to get you prime before you hit your bingeathon for the weekend, watch some some WNBA basketball. Heck I think yeah. that's that's a that's a cool deal there. So I mean, whatever gets the league more exposure is 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 something that I'm I'm in for. Yeah, well, and, I'm, uh, we, we both have talked about the need for for multiple options and and more availability for for these games so this is a a big step in the right direction in my part and definitely looking forward to like the numbers is to you know if it translates to anybody mentioning that they saw this on ion and it made them want to get league pass i mean there won't like people won't always do that not everybody leaves reviews or anything like that Mm -hmm. why they did whatever but there will be some so as long as you see some results from it or like a, a fair a fair amount then i think it's it's going to be a good sign going forward but still yeah. uh you know more opportunities to watch the game is is good and now for ion you know there's there's a multitude of possibilities because as we get talking about this upcoming season you know what kind of storylines do you think ion would choose to highlight and what what do you think they're going to kind of focus on at least early on in their 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 scheduling if if they could uh, if they could pick uh, now, I mean, we can go ahead and look at like, you know, for instance, May 26 and see what games are on that night, and which one you think that would be most likely to end up on ION. But what kind of storylines are you looking ahead and not just for, for us as fans, but maybe if you're a media partner looking at, at the games on May 26, uh, you know, you've got looks like there's only two games that night. And so they might both be on ION with Mystics at the Sky and the Wings at the Storm. 
Well, one thing that definitely uh, will stick out as a storyline, it's something that's going to linger that was a storyline last year that also floats over to this year is, mm-hmm. uh, will will we see a repeat champion? Because mm-hmm. we haven't seen a repeat champion in the WNBA since 2001, 2002 when the Sparks did it. Yeah. And, you know, we thought the Sky had a chance. They couldn't do it. Will the Aces repeat? They are one of those teams that legitimately has a chance to do it. Maybe more so than Chicago did. Chicago's maybe kind of yeah. looking like a more so a a, a one you know, a, a one time run thing. Mm-hmm. But the Aces are are more loaded to be able to do it twice. They have the the yeah. firepower there, and now got a little bit more depth um, to to be able to do it. But you know they've got some things, some opponents standing in their way. The big giants out in New York with their new super team mm-hmm. and everything. A healthy Washington Mystics is scary, and, and the yeah. league is just getting better. Yeah. But uh, that's definitely something to uh, kind of keep an eye on. Do the Aces have what it takes to repeat as champions, or will the Liberty get their first championship of uh, their franchise's history? And that's something. That's a storyline as well. Will that newly formed super team that's got just about every piece that you can think of and just, I don't know. I'm, I don't know where the weakness is early on. I mean, we'll have to see once they play some basketball if they have yeah. any. But, you know, they've got so much talent, so much depth that it just seems all but, you know, right for New York to come in, make sure the aces don't get back to back. That thing continues and New York gets yeah. a championship. I mean, you've got, you know, championship caliber players over the past couple of years, Stewie with her championships in Seattle, mm-hmm. with her championship in uh, Chicago, yeah. and then a former MVP in John Quill Jones, plus Sabrina, mm-hmm. you know, depending on who else you keep over there, you got Maureen Johannes as well, yeah. Nene Richards, and just a host of players out there that, you know, make you one of the deepest and one of the better teams in the league. And it's not like yeah. you even need your bench for long. I mean, if you can you can manage it how the Aces managed it last year at the very least with just a little bit of bench, a whole lot of starters, then, I mean, you're good if everybody stays healthy because those yeah. are the best, <laughs> most of the best players in the league right there. You know, Ab- all absolutely. four out of the five starters were, you know, all WNBA first or second team this last year. So, I mean, that's that's quite the lineup to be to be walking into things with. So uh, I, I think I think that the bench is going to be a factor for for both the Aces and the the Liberty because just just like we kind of talked about, you talk about needing those those players to stay healthy. But second year in a row, another storyline. I don't know if you were going to mention this or not. There's more games this season than there were last year, and more yeah. and, and you know more than there were two years ago for certain. Um, and so that as part of more and more games being added to the schedule, uh, the health of, of starters, especially, you know, asking them to play, you know, a couple more games and then, you know, keep that intensity and ramp it, ramp it up as they go for, for the title uh, come the end, you know, into September, that that's going to take a lot out of some of these players. And so really it is going to be interesting to see kind of what the, can the aces do that again with the way they manage their bench or are there is the health not going to allow them to is what my question is when I talk about those teams because I mean obviously like you said they're they're two of the best rosters in the league and it just concerns me because we've seen super teams in the past and through no faults uh, at times of their own it just hasn't worked out because something like an injury kind of derails it all and and I'm I'm not wishing that or, or anything because I I mean Drew, let's be honest, best thing that, you know, you talk about when we had the women's final four that you got to go see, 
which I, I don't think we've still gotten a chance to talk about on the podcast, at least at some point. We'll we'll see if we can make that work. But uh, you talk about star power that was in that final four when you had, you know, Aaliyah Boston, the number one draft pick uh, with her South Carolina team that was undefeated, trying to go for back-to-back national titles. Iowa with Caitlin Clark, how much she's done for the sport. LSU and Kim Mulkey, Angel Reese. I mean, and obviously Virginia Tech, who was kind of the, you know, when you're talking about those three teams, especially they, they're kind of are the redheaded stepchild through no fault of their own. But I mean, you, you know, we, you were a, a win by Connecticut away uh, over Ohio state away from possibly one of the greatest women's final fours of all time. And it still was a really fantastic one in all honesty. Um, but that helped the, the, the women's basketball on the college level to grow in viewership this year. I think the best thing, best thing that the WNBA could want, for viewership to raise even more so this year, not just with these meteorites deals, but I mean, gotta feel like a New York Vegas matchup in the finals is, is just what the W would want. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody's gotta be clamoring for something like that. I mean, you want the best versus the best, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you can muster it up and you know, that's your ideal matchup, you know, as, as, you know, as long as you can make something like that happen, you know, teams are as healthy as possible. Uh, you know, going throughout the course of the season. So, I mean, you mentioned the 40 games. Like, h- mm-hmm. how will that be health-wise for, for teams? you got four extra games, you know. You know, can the Aces pull four more games during the season? Yeah. Uh, you know, plus, you know, a lengthy playoff run. Because, you know, the series now, you know, going going around another year of that. So, um, but, you know, they have Candace over there now to help uh, as far as, you know, adding more pieces to what they have and, yeah, I mean, you could you could still have some nice uh, big time matchups at the top. I mean, if you still if you see Liberty Mystics, I mean, I still think that would be a whole lot of fun yeah. to uh, encounter there. But yeah, I mean, everybody's everybody's want it's want you're wanting Aces and Liberty to see if it's it's gonna be. And then it goes down to will Aces repeat? It goes down to the the first two things we mentioned here for storylines: will Aces repeat? Will New York get their first championship? Yeah. So. I mean, those are probably the bigger ones of the year. Um, you know, other minor ones maybe, like can can the young Indiana Fever, you know, come up from the slums of the W and make squeeze into the playoffs? They have a lot of young talent. Um, you know, Kelsey Mitchell out in front leading the team. And, you know, number one pick in Leah Boston, number two pick last year in Alyssa Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of good depth players. Will they be a better young team than the young wings were? Will they yeah. win more? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question out there. What will the LA Sparks look like? This seems like it's been a new mix-up of a team out there, you know, for a while now. And mm-hmm. um, just what what would they look like as a team? And the Atlanta Dream, who were looking like they were going to make the playoffs the majority of the year, and then fell at the at the very end and just barely missed it. Prime with a lot of you know, some offseason moves and some draft yeah. picks uh, looking really good going into next year to being one of the playoff teams. Uh, uh, will the Storm be able to make the playoffs without Stewie and Sue Bird? Will Jewel Lloyd uh, have enough to uh, to squeeze into the playoffs? So, I mean, will they be able to, to do that? And, you know, the famous quote from, you know, putting on screen many episodes ago from James Wade, he doesn't effing plan on losing. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Where, where will the sky fall as far as the, the playoff race goes? Well, and, the sky uh, is not falling. The sky is not falling. If, if, if yeah. you know, like obviously not, not trying to make a, a joke or anything, but you know, if, if everybody thinks that just because 
Chicago had the mass exodus. I, I really don't think that, I mean, they're not going to be a, another, you know, where they were the past couple of years atop the standings board. I still think they're going to be a playoff team, Drew. Obviously, we'll, we'll talk more kind of about, you know, what we think when we get to the, pre, the, the season predictions, but I still think they're a playoff team. And uh, the Phoenix Mercury and Brittany Griner's first mm -hmm. uh, season back in the W, will she go back to MVP caliber form? Because she was, the, you know, in the running, like battling kind of for it, you yeah. know, the past couple of years before, uh, you know, she went away. But um, DT's potential final season. if, if Right. Uh, I was sliding into that too. Candace Parker's yeah. as well, because it's been in yeah. question for the past couple of years. So like uh, yeah. last last dances for some of the greats of the game, uh, two of the top ten players in WNBA history. Yeah, uh, I think I think Candace Tyrant is more likely to play after this season, especially if the Aces don't win the title. I, I I really don't. I really am surprised the DT came back this year. But I mean, you know, with with uh, with with Diamond going to be out with the baby and everything like that. Um, you know, I I think that there's. You know, I, I really don't know if she's going to be able to make, you know, anything other than this one last run. That's just me. I've been wrong before, but that's kind of how I, I feel. And I don't know how much more she's got left in the tank. As exhausting as last season was for 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 them emotionally, uh, with everything going on with BG and, and just kind of the infighting that you just don't normally see out in Phoenix. It's, it's really going to be interesting to to see what they've got. Yep, and uh, we'll see how uh, see if DT can have a, a healthy season because she's been a little bit injury plagued over the mm -hmm. last couple. Even though one of them she made it, uh, her and her team made it to the finals. Yeah, um, so definitely going to be interesting to see. You know, possible retirement tours. Can teams, you know, go back to back like the Aces? Can the Liberty win their first? Um, will uh, how how will other teams shake out? Uh, there's there's some minor stuff that can pop on here. I mean, we might yeah. be able to pop into some more storylines as we get figured out on you know teams as they battle for training camp, which starts in ten days from the recording yeah. of this episode. Uh, nine from the release. Uh, April thirtieth is when camp starts. Um, and and to, not to mention camp before we you know move on to anything else is just another going to be another grueling training camp out in Dallas, BJ. Just Back yeah. to back to back to back years of some 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 tough training camp and some tough cuts and they get tougher every year. Uh, don't know what you're going to be facing this year. Some may the shots fall ever in your favor. That's all yeah. I have to say. It's it's really going to be a uh, you know just survival of the the fittest and most fundamental shots. I guess it's it's really how they're really going to play this out. And BJ, who do you see being a more interesting team going into 2023 with the way their roster looks right now and what they could potentially have after training camp, the LA Sparks or the Dallas Wings? Well, I mean, you know me, I'm not one to normally take biases. There are a lot of good things to, to like about this Sparks team, but I still do feel like it's going to be interesting as, you know, with, with, you know, uh, with the wings coming back and, and all the, the young pieces that they're bringing in and, and trying to see who's going to uh, to end up making this roster. Um, I really am interested to see them a little bit more. So I, I know the Sparks have pieces and it's really just been, you know, the past couple of years have 
can they get things turned around and figured out, especially with, you know, how many seasons in a row now has it been for, for Chine and, and, and Nika where, where things, you know, feels like they should be having better. Sorry. Did I say that wrong? Chine and Chine. Chine and Nick. I, it's all good. Like, like I said, gonna... like I said, like I said, yeah. I, I blame, I blame a lack of sleep, man. It's been a long week. You're um, good, brother. Uh, but you know, they've got talent and, and they have felt like to me at least drew. And I, maybe you feel the same way that they really need to be better than they have been the past couple of years. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they play out because they've got talent. They've got the potential to make that big, you know, jump up and be a playoff team with, with some uncertainty and, and definitely some more youth in that Dallas club. But I am, a, I think I have to say I'm a little bit more interested in Dallas just because there's so many uncertainties with, especially with a new coach coming in and trying to see, uh, I think LA's got a new coach too, actually, now that I know that uh, I'm talking about it, but uh, with all the, the youth that is being brought in in Dallas, the trip, the pieces that they traded away, you know, to make room and, and, you know, what are they going to look like? I, I really don't think that they're going to be in that playoff at the end of the season. I hope I'm wrong, but I think they're going to be more, like right around where Minnesota and uh, LA were a year ago, just, just missing out on that, that last spot. We'll and Atlanta, see. I think I said, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with these teams. They do still have camp coming up with some signees that are yeah. trying to work their way onto the team. So we'll see how things shake out, but I definitely think the sparks are going to be pretty interesting as well as the wings. So it is kind of a hard choice, but I maybe lean, maybe lean sparks on that. One That's fine. As long me. as one of us goes one way and the other goes another, <laughs> I think nobody's going to complain. No I did want to ask you, who do you think is going to be the team that makes the biggest jump in the standings from, last year to this year and who's going to make the biggest drop i'll tell you who i think uh is going to make a, a big drop i really i really don't like seattle this year i think that they're gonna they're gonna take a big tumble and i really think that you know losing stewie it, it wasn't you know bad enough that they were going to lose sue bird anyway um but losing stewie i mean i i just think that you know she is if not the best one of the best players in the sport and you know, it's, it's tough to overcome a loss like that, especially with, you know, not a whole lot that they were able to get back in the draft. They've really got to figure out and, and start getting that next core and nucleus, especially because Jules not going to be there for too much longer either. And uh, you just said the, uh, did you the say biggest was... baller. Okay. Did you say the biggest leap? Uh, biggest leap. I think I, so I'm, I'm looking at, I don't know if I want to go by seed or by wins, but obviously the Liberty, I feel like I've, I've got to be uh, considered for one of the biggest leaps. I, I think that they're going to improve dramatically their win total from last year. If I had to make a, a leap in terms of standings from a year ago to where I think they're going to finish, I like Atlanta. I really do. I think Atlanta is going to be from outside the playoffs at 10. I really think they could be up around six or five um, this at the end of the season. So I, I, I think you got between those two teams about the same number of spots that they could leap up when, when the playoffs come. I am right there with you on this, BJ. I think the Seattle Storm are going to take the biggest drop. They were a top four yeah. team last year. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll be fighting for the playoffs this year, I believe. So they'll just they'll be they'll be lucky to get in if they get in. 
Um, they yeah. will have a rookie, Jordan Horston, who's going to get a fair amount of opportunity besides yeah. you Lloyd. So that'll be nice out there. But I still think that they're going to drop a decent bit. And yeah, yeah I think and the biggest the biggest riser has got to be the Liberty because they only won 16 games last year, a seven seed. They'll be a top two seed this year and win at least like 10 more no games. Doubt. No so, doubt. I think, uh, and yeah, and, and you mentioned the dream too. That was going to be my answer. But when I realized and remembered the Liberty were the seventh seed last year, um, yeah. I, I, I thought that they were going to make a, a bigger jump, at least seeding wise. Cause, oh, definitely. Um, and and not to say that just because we think that Seattle is going to take a big tumble in the standings doesn't mean that they're not worth watching. I'm really interested to see how, how Jordan Horston's going to play out there. I mean, if, if they even have – a remote chance of being a playoff team, it's going to be because of her and Jewel Lloyd and how well they're able to get along and, and play together to lead that team in this season. Yeah. And did you hear that, James Wade? I didn't pick your team for the biggest drop. You were a two seed last year. <laughs> I didn't pick you. Okay. No. Like you could still make the playoffs. Like like I said, I think they're still a playoff team. They will be they'll be middle of the packet. It could be between them and Atlanta that five six range, in all honesty. Which would think- be about a, a three or four seed drop and you know, I think Seattle probably falls a little bit further than that, if I had I, to guess. I think with you know how you know they'll they'll work things over there in Chicago. I think you could look out for a possible All Star season from Izzy out there. Yeah, I like that. I like that. We'll see. It's going to be very interesting, Drew. Um, Indeed. And and that's just a couple days away from training camp starting, and I mean we're we're less than a month away from the regular season starting. That is away is, in less than a month. Yeah, that is going to be crazy. May 19th season kicks off That's, for the so WNBA. It is just about a month then. I thought it was yep. I thought it was before that. 19th. And now it's time for with it or quit it. It's that famous game show that everybody loves so much nationally known yeah, worldwide yeah. loved by everyone. So yeah. with it or quit it. Yes, it is, and if you're new for whatever reason and not sure how it works, yeah. This, this time around, Drew's got five questions for yours truly, and normally, if we have a guest, we would both have five questions for the guest to answer and to let us know if they are with it and in agreement, essentially, or if they're going to quit it, which means they don't agree with it at all. And I'm gonna see if BJ is with or acquitted with these five questions. You ready? All right, Drew. I'm ready. All right. Number one, BJ, the Indiana Fever will make the WNBA playoffs this season. With it or quit it? I'm going to quit it, but they're going to be I, – I feel like they're going to be better than, than they were a year ago. I just – I see so many teams in that competitive range that I think they just kind of get – you know, the, the musical chairs stops and they're left without a spot. Unfortunately, I, I think they will be improved. I'm very interested to see how Aaliyah Boston, Alyssa Smith, and that young team looks this year. And obviously, you know, we talked about with, with how wrong we were on Sacramento, but I, I think they're just going to be just missing out. And that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, not rooting for them to to make a run. But I, I think they're they're building something, and they will be up in that playoffs. You know, coming, a, you know, a year or two, if not sooner. Okay. Number two. Back to our sports once again. Different sport. We're going to the sport of baseball. Okay. Would you, BJ, say that baseball is your favorite sport to broadcast? 
with it? Oh. With it? I knew this would be a good one. Yeah, this is tough because I love the sports that I broadcast, and it's tough for me to pick one because the way I broadcast them both are different, and I like them both for very different reasons. I, I think I like I think I like baseball just a smidge more to broadcast at least the past couple of years because I've had a video broadcast. So I don't have to feel like I have to get everything out there. I can, you know, I can relax and, you know, compose myself and we can have a conversation. You really don't get the opportunities. You and I both know this doing radio. Uh, you really don't get to have a conversation during football game unless you're, you know, an extended break or at halftime or, or pregame, postgame kind of deal. So, right. you know, the sport just does not allow for that, especially on radio. So I, I think that in terms of broadcasting and describing, I love football because I get to talk more and, and, and describe what's going on more vocally than I do baseball. But I think in terms of the style of broadcasting that I do, I, I think I'm better with baseball. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to say with it then. Is, is the long roundabout way of answering that. There you go. <laughs> I just made it. I just made it a half inning in baseball. Answering that <laughs> question. <laughs> Number three. Back to the basketball side of things for this question. Okay. We will see a fight in the NBA playoffs this year. An actual fight, <laughs> not shoving, but there will be a connection of fist to face in these NBA playoffs. There will be a fight from somebody with it or quit it. Well, I, if you'd said NHL, I mean, that's pretty much what we're that's, already you, seeing. You get yeah, that every you, night. You get yeah. every game with the NHL, but the way things are going, I'm, I want to say with it, Especially looking at Sabonis and Draymond when when Draymond returns in Game Four, if if they uh, if, if they get tangled again, I think fists will fly. I really do. Mm. But I wonder if the league is going to say no, no, and discourage that at all costs because they don't want that. They don't want to see that. In, in I mean, if you remember how much bad press the NBA took for Malice at the Palace. They, they don't want a repeat of that. They don't want, you know, especially the, with how Draymond riled up the crowd in Sacramento after he got ejected. I mean, the, you get like altercation like that and it, it could get ugly. And so I think it's likely, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to say quit it. And I mean, we'll just watch and see. But I, I think that there will, I think there might be some, some dirty and some trash talking and shoving, but I don't really think we'll see fists flying, at least on the court. Number four. It's a, a life one slash food one. Okay. As you have gotten older, BJ, you are more willing to try new foods. With it or quit it. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I'm with it. Um, you know, I, th I know my taste buds have changed over the years. And, and so there's certain things I don't haven't noticed anything that I used to like that I don't now, but I've definitely noticed that things don't taste quite as like I remembered. And, and so I'm less likely to, to want to eat those items, but I've, I've definitely uh, tried things that 
you know, I don't think I would have uh, a few years ago here in the, the past few years. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm not on board with a whole lot of, of spice, but I'm, I can, I've worked my way a little bit better up the, the spice chart. I feel like here in the past couple of years. Uh, so, I mean, who knows? I, 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 I do think it has changed though. Okay. And, and I think, do think I, I try other foods than I wouldn't have a few years back. You got an example of something you've tried recently? Um, I mean, not within like the past, like, you know, couple months or whatnot, but what about a year. I mean, uh, maybe not a year, but within the past two, I, I had, uh, you know, I had pho, and I don't think I would have had that huh? uh, Vietnamese pho. Huh? Like it's spelled pho, p h o, but it's pho. Huh? What? Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you just wanted you just wanted to, to be a stickler there. You just wanted you wanted some hijinks on my behalf. I see your game. I see how you do it. But that that I don't know if I would have tried that like when I was in high school, if I'm being honest. Fair enough. Because I know that they do have a lot of spices in there. Yeah, we eat a whole bunch of crap as high schoolers, especially as you know, young athletes being able to burn those things off. Oh like yeah, that. man. I, I, I wish I had better metabolism <laughs> than I do now. <laughs> I wish I had this. Yeah, at least the old metabolism. My, right, my, oh. brother, my brothers all have good metabolism. I'm the only one that doesn't. How unfair is that, man? Max. Oh, I do have another question. Number five. We're still That's doing one. this thing. Still asking That's questions. One. We're still That's recording. One. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> this one back to uh, normal life. Mm -hmm. I'm a life question. You, this is a what did you eat? Well, I don't want to say that. Let me just start over. Number five. <laughs> you would rather fold clothes as a chore instead of wash the dishes with it or quit it? Yeah, I don't mind folding clothes. I don't mind like rinsing stuff off in the sink, but I don't want to get in there and get the like the scrubber and everything. Like, I mean, there's a reason why a dishwasher was invented. I, why do we have to pre-wash everything? You're using more water. It feels like that way. You, you I mean, I, I get it. You want to get all the, you know, get it uh, like at least up a little bit so that you're, you don't have to use as much with the dishwasher, but it, it's going to be going the same, whether you bring that scruff up or not. I just, maybe it's just because you want to make sure it gets it on the first wash instead of having to put it back in the dishwasher. I don't yeah. know, but maybe. I've never had a problem with folding clothes. So yeah, I'm, I'm with it. So nearly got a nearly got the, the perfection there, but uh, I, what was it that I said? Was it the first one I said quit it? Two. Oh, I got wait, two. wait, wait, no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you didn't, you didn't want the fever to make the playoffs. You didn't think they'd make it. I yeah, I'm, I mean, it's they're gonna be close. So, not saying anything bad on their behalf. I just, I think it's so competitive that tough to see an avenue for it. Mm. But I also said the Kings were gonna miss out. So, what yeah. do I know? Indiana Ooh, fans no. don't look at me seriously. Uh, don't listen to us. We don't know anything. <laughs> uh, well, we know some it. things. We know the end of the show is upon us, though, Drew. Yeah, because that's with it acquitted me, Jay. That's the end of that. Only thing we've got left to tell you is make sure you follow us on social media. More clips coming soon. We got some more posts, and make sure you go check those out on TikTok and Instagram and follow us on those platforms as well as Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter uh, at the underscore lowdown. That's T H A underscore lowdown on all those social platforms, ladies and gents. Uh, next week going to be probably some type of complicated episode. Lowdown would probably be on the road. 
for the first time, ladies and gents. Now, are you, um, you you'll be driving, like actually driving. No, okay, I was gonna, about to, I was about to say that's not safe. I can put Streamyard on my phone. I, don't even I think know you can. I've, we've, we've, be... I've done that with, with a different show before, where you can. We'd, you would definitely but, have to captain captain the ship, and I'd just be like, "Oh yes, BJ, uh, the St- Atlanta Star Dream. Trek Enterprise here for <laughs> Atlanta Dream Training Camp is going to be fantastic." As we're driving, hit the brakes. Sorry, uh, I'm at a red light now. You can ask me another question. Uh, <laughs> oh jeez. But we'll yeah, see. I... Lowdown will be uh, different. Little week, uh, different this next week, and we'll be having a guest on. Uh, sometime soon and after that guest i'm going to be inquiring about uh, another one that bj and i mentioned uh before that's been on the show a couple of times was with in one of our first three episodes i yeah, believe really so he's an og he's, of the show and, and he's he's got some big life updates that we want to talk yep, to him he's about. he's got a new team so we gotta mm-hmm. ask him about what life has been like over there in uh in Texas. Uh, in somewhere in Texas. That's all we'll say because uh, if we if we say too much more, they'll give it away. But I mean, we probably already know who it is. And maybe <laughs> even see if we can get on his replacement from his old school because there's a new hire out there already. Yeah. But you'll just have that? to stay tuned to find out, ladies and gentlemen. But make sure you go follow us on those social medias and stay tuned for the next episode of The Lowdown. Peace and chicken grease with my fingers.